Are you ready to inject a little punk rock DIY ethos into your indie author career? Join me, best-selling author Steph Green, for the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast, where we're going to explore how to tell your story, find your readers, and build a badass author brand. For more info, check out our website at www.rageagainstthemanuscript.com. Hello writers, it's Steph here, and welcome back to another episode of the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast. Today we are talking about all things money. And it's quite interesting because I am recording this podcast actually on International Women's Day. So you're not going to hear it on International Women's Day, but it is the day that I am recording it. And it's also the day that I'm sort of sort of kind of sorts of articles in the paper and stuff about you know equality and things like wonderful things like that and there's a lot of talk about how women in particular there's a massive um, gap between financial literacy for women and men and you know the wage gap the pay gap um, the retirement savings gap all of the gaps and you know we are, as Indies, we are this tiny little corner of the universe. Um, but, you know, we still have, you know, we still have these issues. And they don't impact just women. You know, it's important that everyone has good financial literacy. And basically all I'm trying to say is that this is my one little attempt, my one little kind of, kind of good Samaritan thing, where I was sort of going to have a little bit of talk about the things that we might spend money on when it comes to our self-publishing business, and how to think about that strategically, and you know when is a good time to invest in certain things, and what's not a good idea to invest in, and all those kind of things. And I'm hoping that, I'm sorry, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this is going to help you. Um, yeah, d- uh, you know, make smart decisions about how you're going to use your money. So, let's dive right in. Now, the question that I received was about how to make smart investments in your business. And so, when I sort of sat down to think about this, I thought about the fact that, to me, there are three types of investments that you can make in your self-publishing business. So, three types of investments three sort of categories under which things that you spend money on kind of fall into. And I think there is an order to which you kind of go through these categories. And so I'm going to talk about all the categories, but the first thing I think we have to address first is that, um, <laughs> one, I'm not a financial advisor, so, you know, you, you, know, you can listen to this podcast, but also, you know, think about your own finances, talk to your partner, you know, talk to your financial advisor, you know, don't just take my word for it, because I am just some random author talking to you in, from New Zealand, so, um, so talking to you from out of your ears, so, you know, just, um, you know, just take everything as a grain of salt, I'm sort of mainly talking about my own experiences and things like that, so, you know, just, you know, caveat, and that goes for anyone, um, you know, you know, just got to remember that, you know, people often who are talking about money are not certified financial advisors, um, and they don't know your money the way you do. So, you know, you don't have to take anyone's advice as gospel. The second thing sort of to address is don't spend money 
on things that you can't afford to lose. The sort of the, when I used to do economics uh, back in high school, the very first thing that I learned was about what they call opportunity cost, which means that if you spend money over here, then there's something over there that you can't spend money on because you've only got so much money. So if you choose to spend $100 on advertising, that's $100 you don't have to spend on a PA, for example. So you have to decide what is the thing that is most important for you to spend money on and what's the opportunity cost? What are you giving up in order to spend the money on that thing? And that doesn't just include things in your book business, that also includes things in your private life, you know, in your personal life. Um, for your family, you know, for example, if you're wanting to invest in audiobooks, say, that might cost you $2,000, say, up front. So that's $2,000 that you have to find somewhere. And there's an opportunity cost in that that's $2,000 that might be able to go towards fixing your car, or taking your family on a nice holiday, or, you know, a million other things that, you know, that become an opportunity cost. So it's just, you know, you just got to kind of weigh up all these things for yourself. Um, we're not just, we're not just authors. We have lots of stuff going on in our lives. And, you know, that has to come into play when we think about uh, money for our business. Because it's not just about our business, it's about our whole lives. So... With that in mind, I think there are three types of investments, like I said, three types of sort of investment categories that self-publishers think about. Now, in these categories, I have not included the basic shit that you need to bring a book to market. So I've not included packaging costs. Now, packaging costs are editing, proofreading, um, well, those things that you put on the cover design, cover design, <laughs> editing, proofing, cover design. That's really sort of what I'm talking about. Now, things get a bit muddy here because I, to a certain extent, in category two, we are going to talk about these a little bit, but not including these because without a baseline of packaging expenses, you don't have a book to market. You don't have a business, if that makes sense. So to me, these aren't sort of investments necessarily that you, you, you know, you need a cover to sell a book. Like, we, we all know that. So when we talk about making investments in our business, I don't want to sort of sit here and just kind of talk about covers all the time, but I am going to talk about them, but we're just going to kind of, we're just going to assume that you have a book well, you have some books, you have a backlist, you have a book or some books that you are already, that are already published, they're already out there, and you want to know where to go next in terms of spending, in terms of investing and in growing your business. So, that's kind of where we're coming from. So the first category of investment is investing to give yourself more time. The second category is investing to grow your readership. And the third category is investing to increase the use of your IP. So, category one, investing to give yourself more time. The reason I put this as the first category is because this is where most sort of indie authors who are just starting out are coming from. You have a day job, you have a busy family, you are not writing full time, and 
you have you know, written some books, but you are starting to become overwhelmed with the all the things that you have to do in order to not just write those books, but also promote those books and kind of grow your readership and like do all, you know, you've got to have a newsletter and you've got to do this and that and all these things. And so this is the place where most people begin and the first investments that most people make in their business beyond covers and editing and, and packaging is to give themselves more time to write. And the reason is because when we start out, our writing tends to be a hobby, so we're not putting in a ton of extra money into it. So we tend to do things for our business ourselves rather than pay someone else to do them because we feel like we have, you know, our time is free, but um, our money is, you know, has to go other places. But when you start earning a little bit of money and you start thinking, well, I want to invest that back into my writing business, you think, well, you know, where could that money go? And the first thing, the first place where I think you should look to be investing is what are the jobs on my plate that are that, that cause me the most pain, that are like pulling teeth to do? What are those jobs? Ask yourself, do I actually need to do that job? And I think that's a very important thing to ask before you invest money in it. For example, if you were spending many hours a day posting on social media, and you're starting to think, well, maybe I would like a PA or a kind of assistant person to do all that posting for me. The f before you go down that route, it's important to ask yourself, do I actually need to be doing that? And often the answer is no. You need to be able to draw a line from the time that you're spending to tangible, actual results. And there are several ways you can, you know, it can be a bit hard because you don't have, sometimes there's not a way to draw a direct line. But um, you need to do a few experiments to kind of figure that out. So one way you know, for the social media exper experiment is if you are spending ages posting on Facebook, stop doing it for a month and see if you see any change in your numbers. If you don't, then you can sort of say, well, maybe that's not actually working. Same with any other kind of social media platform. So that's the first thing, is to, to look at actually, is this creating tangible results? Because if it's not, then it might just be a thing you can drop altogether, which is nice. That's good. If this is a thing that you think is really helping your business, then this is the next area, but it's causing a lot of pain and stress to do. You know, for some authors that is um, doing the newsletter, um, or doing the sort of book research, or you know, these kind of things. Um, updating the website. Actually building your website. Um, this is a thing that I have always done myself, um, but a lot of authors, it causes them a, a lot, a lot of pain. And so... <laughs> It's the first thing that they that they um, contract out. So this is the first area where you're kind of thinking anything that takes time away from your writing, which is the thing that earns you the most money in this business, is putting out another book. Um, can you find someone to do that thing for you? And that's the first area to invest in. Um, and, and so what we're effectively doing here is we're 
we're doing, we're investing to give ourselves more time to write. So, you know, you look, look at the time-sucking tasks that you ha hate doing. Um, like I said, look for, for simple solutions first. For example, if you are struggling and struggling and struggling to format your books, before you go and try and find a person to do those books, you may like to try a formatting tool like Vellum or Atticus. You know, yes, there is a learning curve in the beginning, but you know, I certainly found that buying and purchasing Vellum was an investment for me in my business and in um, in <laughs> getting rid of a task that I hated doing. And you know, in the beginning, sure, the first book that I did in Vellum took me. A couple of hours to figure out and now I basically format a book in like 10 minutes and it's beautiful so it was I, I still say hands down it's one of the best investments I ever made in my business and it was like $200 or something and Fallon was awesome so that's kind of what we were talking about in the beginning now after we have kind of done our initial investments in our business that give us a bit more time there's a next kind of category or next rung of the ladder where we might like to consider investments in our book business. Now this is investments to grow readership. Now usually when we talk about these investments we are talking about advertising. Whether it is advertising in newsletters for discounts or whether it is pay-per-click ads like Facebook or Amazon or it's some other form of advertising that's usually what we're talking about in this category. There are a few other things that might also be included in this category, and that's where I was coming to talk about um, covers and things like that. Say, for example, you have released a series of books. You've, you've got maybe a backlist of two different series, something like that. And you have done your investments in removing tasks that <laughs> that make you crazy you've got a bit of extra time and what you're really looking at now is how can I use my money wisely to grow my audience more and one of the things that might come up for you is that your book covers aren't quite to market um, or they are but they were quite cheap and you want to kind of level them up um, or you think you might be targeting the wrong audience and you want to retarget um, you know kind of rejig them in a different direction or maybe they're a few years old now and you just want to refresh them for the new for a new kind of new discerning the market so this is time to think about is it time to redo some covers is it time to invest in a different kind of next level cover designer for future books you know that's something to to think about so this is where in this category, <laughs> this is where we can start looking at our existing book packaging and our book packaging moving forward and asking ourselves if we invest more money, could we potentially reach a wider audience and appeal to more readers? And that's really what we're asking ourselves when we're talking about investing in covers and things like that. So that applies whether you're recovering an old series or whether you're looking at covers for a new series. Now, now that we've done that, we're going to look at advertising. <laughs> so ads, 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 ads. Um, if we're looking at investing in advertising, how do we even begin? 
Now I have a whole podcast episode all about this, about kind of how I approach learning about advertising. Um, but to, to sum it up, I think it's really important that you pick one advertising platform and you focus on that one. You read a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of gurus in the business um, that will tell you how to run um, ad campaigns on that particular platform, whether it's Facebook or Amazon or Booktop or whatever. And you choose one, you look at all the free content that you can find from those gurus. When you find someone who really clicks for you, that's the person who you should look at um, as a, you know, potentially getting their paid content, whether that's a book or a course or how or coaching or however it is that you like to learn. So don't go out and buy 10 different courses because you're never going to do them. Look at free content, find someone whose method and whose kind of way of explaining things resonates with you, and then look at how you can learn from that person, how you can invest in learning from that person. So that's one way to approach that, that's one way to approach ads, I think. I think most people find they get a lot of value from starting with doing um, discounted promos and looking at newsletter services. So you know, putting your book on free or 99 cents, book one in a series, and booking some ads, you know, uh, written word media, free booksy, bookstins, you know, all these jobbies. Book a whole bunch of them and see how that goes. And, and that's kind of a really simple way to get started you know, and invest in, in your book business. So, <laughs> so that's a good way to get started. And then you can move on to AMS, or Facebook or something like that. But really this category is we're talking about advertising. I think it's wise to set yourself a monthly budget um, and to run ads, you know, and focus on ads on a month-to-month -month basis. So you may have to, because of the platforms that you're using, you may have to check on your ads every single day. And that can be really tough because you can be looking at that and going, well, I've spent $30 today and I've only made like $10 on this book. But you've got to remember that people people put books on their KU, uh, on their Kindle Unlimited, uh, well before they actually read them. It can take a few weeks for results to actually come through, especially in AMS. Um, and you don't know the long-term impact of you know changes that you make to your, your ads. So it's very important, I think, to look at uh, increases that you've you've made and gains that you've made or potential losses that you've made month to month, not day to day. <laughs> it's kind of a looking at a bigger picture view of things. So that's what kind of what I think. Um, now that's kind of category two. And of course, uh, just sort of thinking about that. Of course, you know, you so you set yourself this monthly budget, you work on that. I would probably, you know, if you had a big backlist, I would narrow, I would zero, I would, what I would do is I'd spend the first few months kind of throwing a bit of money around at different series. And then I would zero in on probably one or two series, which are sort of real kind of racehorses for you, like workhorses, so that's what I mean. You know, the series that are just kind of chugging along and doing their thing. I'll focus on those and I'll just leave the others. So kind of zero in on a couple of series that are working really well and just focus on those. Right, so that's kind of number two. Uh, and um, that's 
that's our next level. Now after this, so let's say you, you're doing that, you're focusing on a couple of series and you're sort of increasing your ad budget a little bit, a little bit as month to month goes by and you kind of got that chugging along. Now, what do you want to do next? What is the next category, the next level of smart investing in your business? This is IP investing. So what this means is that you have spent a bunch of time writing a book, right? From now on, you don't have to spend any more time writing that book. That book is done. It is out in the world and it is going to earn you money for the rest of your life. So if you, for instance, spend a little bit of extra money creating an additional income stream for that book, then that book that you wrote maybe even like two or three years ago can earn you more money, exponentially more money, as it kind of goes along. IP investing is all about sort of the long-term view. Sometimes it can take, you know, a couple of months, six months, a year, two years for an IP investment to pay off. But this is a long-term thinking. So the main IP investments that are available to authors are audiobooks and translations. Now there are other options, um, especially when you start to get kind of creative about what you're doing with your books but these are the two that when we talk about IP investments this is mainly what we're talking about. So if you want if you think you're ready to do IP investments again it's key to only invest money that you can afford to lose. You're unlikely to lose money in that if you pay a narrator to narrate an audiobook at some point in the future if you've picked a, you know, a, a decent human being, uh, you will get an audiobook. But the, the key is, is how long is it going to take you to, to gain that money back. If you pay $2,000 for a narrator to narrate an audiobook, it might take them a few months to actually get around to doing that. Sometimes things happen. You know, I had a narration I did last year. It was supposed to take basically two months to do, and it ended up taking nearly 18 months. So... It was a very, very long time before that book was actually finished. Now, that means that it's a very, very long time before you can start earning back income on that book. Um, now, say you know you, you spend $2,000, your narrator gets the book done in a couple of months, you put that book up, it then takes a month, roughly, for that book to appear on Audible. It appears on other sites first, but Audible takes ages. Um, and in the first month, you might earn $300. So you paid $2,000, you've earned $300. Now the next month, you might earn another $300. Next month, it might be $150. Next month, it might be $250. So it's going to take a few months to earn back that $2,000 that you spent. But you have to have that $2,000 available. And you have to be okay with saying, okay, I'm going to put $2,000 in. And in exchange for that, I might get $200 for the next several years, a month. And you have to be in a position where you're comfortable with doing that. Some people are, some people aren't. Um, so this is about you, about you looking at your own finances and deciding are you, are you at a stage where you're ready to make these kind of investments where you have to put in a lot of money up front for a long-term reward. If you are ready to do IP investments, sort of two things to think about. One is that, what series are you going to start with? Usually when people get to this stage, they have maybe a few different projects that they've done, they have a few different series, and they're thinking about what, you know, where am I going to start? 
My answer is always, 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 always start with your most popular series. You want to do the thing that has the most chance of success. Um, that's pretty much, <laughs> I can't really think of anything more to say about that. That is basically just it. That's the gist of it. Start with your most popular series and go from there. Um, so you're starting with your most popular series. And then obviously the next question is, what am I going to do? Am I going to do audio? Am I going to do translations? Why, you know, what's the haps? Um, and for this, I think it's good to kind of scope out other authors, um, kind of other experiences in your genre. Now, you're going to get a lot of variations for this. Um, and at the end of the day, it's going to be up to you to choose one and to roll with it. But really, if we're talking about IP investments in... Uh, genre fiction books, you're looking at not just investing in one book, you're looking at investing in the series. For audiobooks uh, in particular, the box sets of audiobooks do really well. And I've certainly found that um, over half of my audiobook income for every month is on one audiobook box set. And I have about 12 books in audio. And over half my income is a box set of four of those audiobooks. So that kind of tells you what we're dealing with here. <laughs> um, so you want to be looking at, can I invest not just in one book, but in a whole series? Am I ready to do that? And bear in mind that the first book will do quite, will do the best. You know, the fourth book in a series is never going to do as well as the first book. That's how life works. That's how maths works. So am I okay with spending this much money up front for diminishing returns to finish this thing because I'm promoting it in the same way that I promote a ebook series or a paperback series where I'm using book one to draw people in and making my money on the sell through to books two, three, and four, for example. And then I've also got this box set, um, which you can, once you've finished, finished a thing, you can box them up. So that's kind of how audiobooks work. Um, translations, um, it's worthwhile thinking about where, which country is going to be the best for you to do translations in. For most people, it's going to be German. It's going to be the first one. Uh, not everyone, but for most people, that's where it's going to be. And it's usually followed by French or Italian. Um, and some people do very well in Spanish um, or uh, Portuguese. But those tend to be the main, the, the biggies. Um, is the German and the Italian and the French. Now, translations have probably a much steeper learning curve than audiobooks. Both have a learning curve, um, but translations is probably more because you're going to have to find these translators, you're going to have to find a uh, proofreader, and you know, you're dealing with a different language. You're dealing with Publishing a book in a completely different language, it's focused on a country that has completely different rules. Like, for instance, there's this weird thing in Germany where a German book isn't allowed to have the same title as another German book, so you have to make sure that another book doesn't have your book title. It's just, you know, it's all these little things that you have to learn. It's also probably going to be about double the cost of doing an audiobook. There's a bit of, you know, it depends is the answer, but generally speaking, most people I talk to, they've spent about double what they would spend on an audiobook on their translations. 
So you're spending more, um, but for some people translations pay off much more than audiobooks. I've personally found audiobooks a bit blah in terms of investment, um, and I'm investing in translations this year, and we're going to see how they go. See how they go. So yeah, that is basically, I think, all I wanted to say about smart investments in your business. It's to start where you are, um, to only invest money that you've put aside specifically for this purpose, that you're, you're okay with not getting back, you have to be okay with investments not panning out for you. Generally speaking, if you spend some money, you are going to get a result. Sometimes that result is not what you want to hear. Um, you could go back to the first episode of this podcast where I talk about the $1,000 investment I made in some advertising that was a complete flop. But I learned a lot from that. So usually, even if you're investing in something that completely fails, you're sort of investing in a learning experience for yourself. And that's how I tend to view these things. Um, but that's much harder to swallow if you've taken money from somewhere where you really needed to spend that money on something else. So that's what I mean by um, only investing money that you can afford to lose. Only investing money that isn't supposed to be spent somewhere else, basically. Um, so yeah, I really hope you learned a lot from this. I hope you found it valuable and I'm really excited to hear you um, on the Facebook group, talk about you know the investments that you're making in your business and how things are going. And I just I really enjoy talking about money and you know how to spend it wisely and <laughs> the mistakes that we've made and learning from them. I, I find it really really interesting. So I'm so excited to talk to you about it. So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I look forward to hearing about it in the Facebook group. Cheers! Happy publishing. <laughs>